This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll be honest with you. No, well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Please. Um, I the sound was very low on my phone because at two a.m. I was trying to watch Instagram stories of people having a good time while uh, my wife did a two a.m. feed. <laughs> this bank holiday has been absolutely wonderful for people without children. Oh, mate, I cannot believe. I mean, what is my life coming to? <laughs> That I am sat. We will. We will get to this. <laughs> we need to we, do the intro, Josh. We will get to the intro. <laughs> but it's two a.m. Yeah, and I'm sat watching Diana Vickers on her roof garden, oh. getting pissed on rose, singing songs, and I'm thinking that's the life I want. I don't want that <laughs> life, Rob. <laughs> but J- Josh, do you know what we did on Saturday? We went to see a friend we haven't seen for ages because you're allowed to go to people's houses, yeah. aren't you? And you're allowed to stay over now as well, aren't you? Oh. Is it? Keys like, in the bowl, eh? Well, no, it wasn't like that. But we weren't planning on staying over. We, we just took the kids. We just they, we had some snacks and their iPads for like the journey and stuff. And if they got a bit mm. bored at the house because our friends don't have kids, and then we sat there had a little drink. Lou was going to drive back, and then they went, "Oh, you can stay if you want." So with no planning, because our kids are older, we oh, went, "Yeah, it. they'll be oh, all right." So it. we popped them into bed at about seven with their iPads in the spare room, and we sat in the garden. And got pissed. Jesus wept. And then the next day we woke up and drove home and it was fine. Apart from there was a nightmare in the middle of the night, but we'll get onto that. Let's do the intro. I'll tell you what. Let's do the intro and then I just need to talk to you about my hatred of the bank holidays. This is not the contents of a book, isn't it? We've done the content. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a Lego emergency coming up and um, Am I a Karen, which I see is a new feature. Oh, and tongue tie as well. Tongue tie. Tongue tie. Oh, wow. What a, what a show. I, I Actually, I'm going to say it. What I described to Rose, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week, as the three worst days of my life. <laughs> I 
Okay, all right. Well, let's do the intro and start with that. Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. <laughs> Goodbye. There you go. That is Oliver, who's three in July. Also find attached, this is from Vicky in Yorkshire, Oliver recording me doing the intro. You say Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. Good boy. <laughs> Rob Beckett. <laughs> there we go. She's, she's got a lovely voice, the mum. That yeah. When she was getting them to do it, because I think she actually outshot her, her son there. Yeah, Oliver, Vicky Ranch. I think, you know, yeah, yeah, Vicky. Vicky, that was, that, was, that was great. Great names, great delivery. Um, and happy birthday in July, Oliver, when you're three. Yes. So, Rob. Yes, talk to me about the Well, three. let me talk about the bank holiday for a start. Yeah, <laughs> what, what is lovely weather, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, we're recording this on the Monday morning, and it's a bit gloomy, but I think it's going to brighten up. Yeah, I'm not going to brighten up, but it's going to brighten up. Um, yes, I found out on Friday that it was a bank holiday, Rob. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was busy and everyone was happy. Yeah. And it's a fucking hammer blow to my life. Because uh, really, bank holidays, when you're a self-employed comedian, they're awful. They're because awful. Monday's our Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Monday's our chill day, so then, then it's busy everywhere. So it's sort of like, because when you don't do a normal nine to five, a, a bank holiday does upset the sketch, um, and especially if you've got a newborn. As a newborn, as a parent of a newborn, I'd say nursery. Oh, Josh, can I just stop you there? Anyone that I've ever heard say that, I immediately hate. Okay. Well, As a parent of a don't newborn, worry, I, I hate know you myself, don't. So. <laughs> no, but I know you. I know you're doing it, and I'd like you. But that you know that thing because it yeah. slips into that thing that we don't do and you don't do. You go as speaking a parent, as a speaking as a parent. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Bleh. But you are speaking as a. I think I let you off as a newborn, but it's when they get to like eight months and they go, you know, with a yeah. newborn, you go, it's not a newborn anymore, mate. Well, let me you're let me rephrase it. If you've got a newborn, yeah, right, <laughs> like you have, I'd say, and you're speaking. Nursery, uh, speaking as as the <laughs> as guardian, person. the guardian of that newborn, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, um, with my unique perspective <laughs> that I've got through breeding, um, my superior view, my superior view to, <laughs> to you without with your like your childless dick you've got yeah, over there. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about you, mate, but I've been spunking out babies here. Yeah, exactly. While, while you've been having lions. Um, <laughs> why you're, you see why you're happy and you're not tired, yeah? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not that, okay? And now I'm speaking. Oh, man, I'm tired. Sorry, sorry um, Josh. No, <laughs> let me just digress into how tired I am, Rob. All right, okay. I had to do a, a Google Hangouts call. Oh, no, what for? To discuss the cover for my book. Yeah. Which is obviously pictures of me. After I've crash dieted for six weeks and covered in makeup, I look great. Okay, all right. So you've had the photo shoot and you look good. I, I yeah, I'd done this a while ago, right? And I and also I my haircut. Oh, you know, yeah. I look like the best I could look. <laughs> the right? best you could be. The best I could the, look. The, so you basically are in possession of a photo of the best Josh Widdicombe's ever looked because that was pre baby as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pre baby. It yeah, was yeah. about March. I turned on the Google Hangout. And my editor said, no offence, but you look terrible. <laughs> That's why they work in books. You can't do that to a TV guy. <laughs> yeah, this might be fine with John Grisham. <laughs> um, but he said you look terrible. So 
Well, no, but he wasn't wrong because you could see he was sharing screen. And you could see on the one hand, it was like a before and after on the one oh, side. Oh, because she was the, looking at the cover. Because the was the cover. Oh, no. And then at the other was this puffy guy <laughs> with, like, hair that's got too long, so it started curling at the back. And, like... I was sat in a cafe that was badly lit. That wasn't helping it. Yeah, blame the cafe. Classic TV. Blame the cafe. And I just thought, yeah, bang to rights. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucked. <laughs> it's the first time in my life I've actually, I think, looked really tired. Do you know what I mean? I used to... Yeah, well, speaking of someone that featured in The Guardian at his worst, um, <laughs> I know how you feel. And uh, luckily for you, that was a private hangout um, because, you know, when the Guardian picture went in, I did get texts asking me if I had some sort of illness that I was covering yeah, up. So, yeah. um, but I understand how you feel because if you get caught on the wrong day, it's a bit like, I feel like the front cover of your book is going to be like one of those weight loss DVDs. <laughs> I should say the picture we went with was me wearing a big pair of jeans holding it out to show <laughs> All the way. So what is it, what is the cover going to be? Well, I can't say. I, we meant to... We meant to Men will do like a cover reveal on Instagram. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I, I totally get that. And I've got to do one of them. But the reality is, who cares? No one gives a fuck. No, <laughs> but the book people do. But you can't just bang it out now. Do you know, Rob, ruin it. Yeah. Have I said that uh, we will move on for the book? I'm sorry. But to, if you just but I, I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And then I'll move on. <laughs> what the Sunday Times yesterday. Was your neck getting a bit loose, was it? <laughs> so sort of get it back into place. Drop it up. Cancel the osteopath. Because I'd already, I'd already went the Observer on, on the app, Rob. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was looking at the book charts, Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, see, this is the problem. You're very competitive, Josh. No, I, I, I just want to make it into the top 10, so I can say, Ben, all you need to sell is 2,000, Rob. <laughs> there was a book, the number seven non-fiction. The number seven non-fiction yeah. is just called The Anglo-Saxons. If I can't sell more than a book called The Anglo-Saxons... The thing is, in my world, Josh... Come on, Josh, guys. With all this free content, please, just pre-order it now. I want to beat the Anglo-Saxons. The, the funny thing is, the world I grew up in, if I told people I've got the Sunday Times bestsellers, they won't really care or know what that was. But someone will go, oh, saw you in Morrison's on the shelf the other day. That's, <laughs> that's my net worth. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Anyway, do buy the book, please, guys. I think it's because you're tired, you feel vulnerable, and you're, you're knackered. So you're going to... You sound like my editor looking at a picture of me. <laughs> anyway, bank holiday... Fucking hell. So you found out it was a bank holiday on the Friday. Yeah, the, How the did you know? The nursery is the only thing keeping my head above water at this stage, Rob. <laughs> so you, so they obviously said, you went, I'll see you on Monday. And they went, no, you won't. Well, they sent out an email. Okay. They sent out an email. Um, I'm going to say it also. Having Monday as one of your nursery days is a complete and utter rip-off. <laughs> yes, you should never go for a Monday. Never go Wednesday. for a You get about a third of them lost to bloody bank holidays or... You know, all kinds of nebulous kind of government-approved days off that I don't get a day off. So at least, so she's back in on the Tuesday. She's That's back good. in on the Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, but today, oh, it's it's fine. It's just it's very difficult to go two on one, as I found yes. in the middle day of the three worst days of my life. Yeah. So why were they so bad? So Wednesday. So Tuesday night. <laughs> um. He was awake from... Do you know you're not making sense a lot of the time? Yeah, no, well, I was just saying... <laughs> I don't know if the guy... I don't know sort of getting your head and picking up on it, but you went on Wednesday, and then you went, yeah. so Tuesday night. 
yeah, we don't Tuesday. know what happened. So you just go, we're going back from Tuesday night. Okay. Tuesday night. But it all blurs into one, I suppose, because Tuesday night becomes Wednesday quite quick, doesn't it, of a new ball? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happened, right? So Wednesday, uh, it's on the Monday, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really tired. On the Monday, uh, we had our appointment with the guy who said that uh, that my son had tongue tie. Yes. Right? So we got the appointment um, 8.30 a.m. on the Wednesday. Is that on Zoom or you going, you're going somewhere? To add an, a real feeling that it was an important... It was a great Ormond Street of all places. Oh, God. So that's an early start out of the house and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about what you do with the old, older one? Is a, You've got babysitter uh, or... Rose's mum was here. Rose, okay, that's... So that's she was good. going to take her to nursery. But, you, so, but you are like leaving the house half seven to go to a doctor's yeah. appointment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Set the alarm for half six. Yeah. I've never done this before. Yeah. I slept through the alarm. Oh, no. That's how tired I am. I've never done that in my life. That's the worst thing... The worst thing about an all, but they're up yeah. all night and then it's, they go to sleep late. So you think, oh, I'll wake up because they'll be up. And then they go to sleep at five. You think, yeah. You're going to sleep. You say, oh, God, so you slept through the alarm. Slept through the alarm, wake up at quarter past seven. Oh, have to, fuck. Have to absolutely peg it to get everything together, right? Awful stress. Yeah. Awful, awful if stress. If you start the day late, the day's done in my book. Rose, not delighted with me at this stage of the game. Because I suppose you're in charge of sort of getting up and getting out. Well, because I she's think doing I must. Have, I must have in my sleep pressed snooze as well, Rob. <laughs> I just. I. I must have been pressing snooze without so, realizing. So it. is this? Is this? Let me get. Is the, the the sort of responsibility split up at the moment? Is that she's obviously breast, breastfeeding, so getting up and doing the night feeds, and you're sort of there and around, but you're not really doing much. So you're yeah, sort I'm of doing a bit the, more in charge the change, of the day. I'm yeah. doing the night changes. I get you. So then um, we peg it to the car. Right, you've got to arrive fifteen to twenty minutes early. Yeah. It's basically a race against the sat nav across London. How long's the um, drive? It's it's thirty minutes. Oh, that is a yeah in London. So, and it's one of those things where we were we were due there at eight twenty five, which I think would have been fine. So you're you in can, the car and the sat nav saying eight twenty five. They're saying and it's an eight thirty appointment. It's oh. an eight thirty appointment, which you have to be fifteen to twenty minutes earlier. And Rose can jump. Yeah, so you're already late. Already late, right? Uh, yeah, and it's twenty miles an hour in it in London. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, Rob. Because I'm boring. For the last two months, I've every time we've driven through it, I've been telling Rose how brilliant I think the new traffic flow system is on Old Street Roundabout. <laughs> to the point where she's had to say, you've got to stop talking about do you know, this. Do you know, there's always a criticism to comedians that always end up sounding like Alan Partridge. But <laughs> I think all men end up sounding like Alan Partridge. That's why he's such a good character. <laughs> See what I mean, if you're a male comedian, what, it doesn't matter if you're a comedian or what, you will end up sounding yeah. like an apartheid anyway. So you're loving the, the, the traffic flow system. Well, they, they've reinvented the roundabout, Rob. They've literally reinvented the wheel, the road wheel, they the roundabout. They've reinvented the road wheel. <laughs> Our roundabouts are good, though, aren't they? You, you know, you look at it and you think, oh, this would have been an absolute fucking mess, wouldn't it, without this big circle in the middle? Yeah. Who would have thought taking up more space would have made it easier? Rob... Have a go on Old Street. It's, they've, they've basically, they've cut out one of the bits. Of, anyway, it's not the time to do get into this. Do you know what, though? When, when my kids are at uni, that is something I'd probably do on a board Sunday. <laughs> go to Old Street Roundabout? Yeah, and then just pretend I'm going up there to go to Brick Lane Bagels. But we all know yeah. I'm there for the roundabout, but I'm trying yeah, to justify exactly. the journey. It's like the first time I used uh, the thing where you can walk at a diagonal across Oxford Street. Oh, that kind of thrill. It's like being in Tokyo, isn't it? Yeah, it is like being in Tokyo. Just, it's an absolute human free-for-all. We just go. We just go. We just all go. When it's green, yeah. we all go. They have The traffic has to stop for us. We all go. It's zigzag time, baby.
<laughs> You're on the way. You're 8.25s on the set now. We're like, we've got to phone them, right? On the hands-free, yeah. right? At that point, realise Great Ormond Street's actually quite a big hospital and I've got no idea which bit we're in. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it takes four separate phone calls as we're driving, as the time's going up, to find the right wing to get in touch with <laughs> The them. lack of sleep's an issue as well, isn't it? You're not yeah. thinking straight. The panic. The panic. And, and the time is now looking at about 8.32, 8.33. And then then I give the phone to Rose and she, so she can look, at, look to see whether there's an email. Right at that point, it drops for ten minutes for no reason. Back to eight twenty-three. I'm like, finally, Whoa. the gods have turned it. I don't know what's happened. Something's cleared up. Something's cleared something's up. Something's cleared up. At that point, she looks at the email and reads that it's. I haven't read this obviously because I haven't read it properly. That she needs to bring in a photo ID and proof of address. Oh God! I mean, to say that point was a low moment in my life was. Yeah, but also, why? If the, if the child's not, got tongue-tie... Yeah, we're not stealing can... a baby to get its tongue-ties cut. We're not those kind of people. <laughs> also, if you did steal a baby, you wouldn't take it back to the hospital, would you? Exactly. I'd let it have tongue-tie if I'd stolen a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do a bank job. Right, I'm going back to that bank tomorrow just to pay it in. <laughs> yeah, can I stick it into that account, please? Thank you. Do I know you? You might do. <laughs> um, so, eventually... We get there at 5, 8.25. Yeah. Get it in. It's fine. They, we've got Rose's mum to take a photo of her passport. She goes in. I park up. I go to Starbucks and sit and wait. Because obviously I can't go oh, in. Oh, yeah, you're not allowed not in, allowed are you? In. Not allowed yeah, in. Because my friends, she's overdue, and her husband had to sit outside the hospital while she was waiting for like, blood tests and stuff because she might be induced or it might have to be a C-section. And I'm like... I've literally like been drinking pints about eight people I don't even know, and he can't sit in a waiting room with his pregnant wife. It's mad, isn't it? I'll be honest though, Rob. That 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 ten minutes in Starbucks was the most I've ever relaxed. Okay, all right, very like you're in, you're in favour of her because because I, I, I texted you on Friday. Was this and that was on the Tuesday because I got trapped in traffic to Manchester for seven hours, and I was like, oh, this is a nightmare. I'm stuck in this car for seven hours, and then you you just replied, "Don't pretend it's not amazing," and I was like, "That is a man <laughs> on the edge." You know you're fucked when you are jealous of someone being in traffic for seven hours on the M6. But that, yes. you would have swapped for me. But you're enjoying yeah. Starbucks. You're loving that Starbucks. I enjoyed Starbucks. And then um, they get the tongue-tie cut. It was okay. much worse. Oh, so it definitely was tongue-tie and they got it done that yeah. like, straight he away. He said it was much worse than you than we'd been told and it would have affected the speech. Oh, wow. So that's a positive. Yeah. That's a huge positive. Get the tongue-tie cut. Rose comes out. We then went to the chemist. We had to pick a prescription, and yep. uh, Michael Portillo was in there, which was quite exciting. Really? Did he? Um, was it a train station chemist? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, no. And then, Rob, yeah. I realised on the I way like home. I like Portillo. I don't know why. He just absolutely slams everyone. I don't always agree with what he says, but he absolutely ruins people. On the... have, you, have you watched Michael Portillo slamming people on this week? It's so good, even if you don't agree he with me. Really he really just... goes in hard, doesn't but, he? But so gently. He sits quietly and listens to everyone, and then just absolutely destroys them. And it's little, you sort of think, well, you've got a big, sort of a big smiley head, like a lion. You're probably nice. <laughs> absolutely savages them, but so politely. He's a monster. Yeah, come on, mate, leave off. He's basically what? politely and poshly got, and then at the end he goes, you mug, I've done you, you mug. But because he doesn't actually say that, you sort of think he's he's nice still. But anyway, was he nice to the chemist? Uh, he seemed fine. But I don't know if I'm allowed to like Portillo or not. I'm not really up on politics. Do you know what I mean? Well, you sort of like someone, well, I... and then someone mentions something they've done, and you're like, oh, yeah. I, I, I think, you know. Is he a Tory, isn't he? Yeah. Mm, I think the thing is... with him is... Um, 
I, th- I, th- I think he was he was a very um, Josh, very. If I'm too, too tired. If you're too tired to have an opinion on Michael Portillo, that's okay. Well, I, I have I've got two different opinions on Michael Portillo. I dislike his politics, but I like his views on trains. <laughs> Did you know what? I'm with you on that. Yeah. Put him as the transport secretary. You might get a vote. You exactly, stick him on healthcare. Exactly. No. <laughs> the transport secretary. That's what we want. All cars shut. He's going to fucking stick a train station in the middle of Old Street roundabout. The flow's going to be ruined. You, oh, you'll regret mate. your decision. Anyway, no. sorry. So you're in the chem. You're in the, I keep interrupting you, Josh. Get, get, the, get, the, get the prescription. Get in the car. Then I realise that um, I'm not going to lie, Rob. I've misjudged. <laughs> you know, you say, you, you, I've you're, done it again. When you're tired, you're, I'm not going to lie, go right. up to about oh, a thousand sorry. percent. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'd misjudged the amount of petrol in the tank. So while the, the way there Rose was a race against the sat-nav, All you've had to do is get them there and back. You've slept in. You've got the wrong sat-nav. You don't know oh, where you're mate. going. You've sat mate, in Starbucks. Mate. And you could have got petrol in that time. Yeah, I could have done that. Well, not in central London. There's no bloody garages, is there, right? So, <laughs> T where there's garages, mate. Zone so five. then the, the way home is sat-nav versus the amount of miles it says I've got on petrol. Oh, a nice little extra bit of stress. They're within an, a mile of each other for the whole journey. Oh, no. Yeah. The petrol one in the car is is swinging between six miles and eight miles <laughs> every time you look at it. And you're like, come on, mate, pick a team. <laughs> Eventually, make it to the garage. Yeah. All fine. Get home. I'd say the most stressed I've ever been that morning. Four and a half hour round trip all in. Oh, God. Yeah, once everything is considered. Because he was so yeah, was, so they were in for a long time sorting out the tongue tie and stuff. Yeah, Thursday, no nursery day. Very very stressful. Yep, very very stressful. Friday, we go out, close the door. I've forgotten the front door keys. <laughs> Locked out. First time out with the baby. All four of you. Who's who's out? Who's out the house? It's all of you. Oh, my daughter's at nursery. <laughs> We're going to meet friends for lunch. What's Rose? Can you can you describe Rose's face when you tell her? How, how did you tell her? She didn't. She didn't love the news. <laughs> and then and then our very nice neighbour Pauline came out, yeah. and uh, we talked to her about it. And Rose was in a much more positive mood. And the moment Pauline disappeared, Rose's mood changed again. I was like, well, can't you just be like when Pauline's here? <laughs> yes, the public-facing attitude of a partner in a, in a crisis when there's other people there is totally different than when it's one-on-one. Yes. You should just you should have just kept the conversation going with Pauline. Yeah, I should have. I said, Pauline, what was your bin set up? How many yeah. bins have you Do you want to come for Pauline? lunch, Pauline? Come for lunch, Pauline. She's better. Rose, is, Rose is calmer when you're there. Locksmith? Locksmith. I think I was done by the locksmith, Rob. Oh, oh God. Uh, what's your idiot tax act? A thousand pound a year you're allowed, didn't you? Yeah. You've done 500 quid last week. Yeah, well, uh, 300 quid. I think that's a lot. Because I had to get a, new, get a new lock. Why do you need a new lock? Because he couldn't pick it, which I think was bullshit. I mean, well, that's not... You've not got a locksmith there. You've just got someone to kick your door in. <laughs> you should have called a raid. You should have said someone was in there growing cannabis and the police could have done it for free. <laughs> You've probably been done there, but idiot tax, isn't it? But I've been done, but at that point, I was like, what am I going to do? Pay him for the call out and then call out another person and see whether they... Do you know what I mean? You're just like, I I don't know what I can do in this situation. <laughs> no, I'm on your side. I think I've... You, oh, no, Josh. Yeah. So did you go for lunch? Did you wait for the locksmith? Well, we were, we were going for lunch right nearby. Okay. Yeah. Is it a nice lunch? 
Yeah, it was nice enough. I had to leave for half an hour to go and get ripped off by a locksmith. But apart from that, it was a very pleasant lunch. Actually, it was good because we were meeting our friends Tom and Claire, whose son is two and a half and still a bad sleeper. And that put me in a much better mood. Yes, the last thing you want is to meet people without kids at that point. Yes, so that really helped matters because, yeah. um, you know, to think that they've been doing this two and a half years and I'm complaining after two and a half weeks. Also as well, uh, Josh, you, you did a gig as well. Did you do your first gig back? Oh when my was God, that? that was on the Wednesday night. That was the night That was the night of the fucking... And it was two gigs, Rob. I'd like to say the people that came to the first one, they got really got their money's worth. I was on flying form. And by the second one, which was at at ten past nine, I was absolutely exhausted. Because <laughs> I was going to say, like, I've I've did the first one back, and it's very stressful trying to remember how to do oh, it and God. what your jokes are and yeah. all that. Because you, and it's like anything if you've not done it for ages, you know, like you have a week off work or you work in office, you go back, you can't remember your login, can you? Yeah, to ring IT. yeah exactly. And what is it again? So th- that was very impressed that you managed to do that, but I'm, I'm not surprised you were tired by the late one. No, and the late one was at ten past nine. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) This is how tired I was, Rob. Did you watch the UEFA Cup final? What's it called? The Europa League final? No. Oh, yes, I did. I watched that one. Yeah, the penalties. Yeah. I actually went to bed just before the penalties. I love penalties, but I went to bed just before the penalties because I just was too tired even for the penalties, Rob. Too tired for penalties. Too tired And you didn't even know that they were going to go on so long. No, exactly. I didn't even know that. that, that was a, a penalties long time. is a ten-minute, yeah, top five to ten minutes. Yeah, and I was just like, I can't it? be bothered with this. I'm can't, too tired. I cannot cope with that. Too tired. So it's oh, been mate. a tough old week, Rob. It's been it a tough sounds, old week. It's been difficult. I mean, mine's not been as tough. No, I bet it hasn't. Go on then. But, <laughs> go on then. But I, had a, I had a slight Lego emergency. I don't know what your views on this. That's why I was a bit late to come in to record this with you because my eldest has started doing Lego herself. Yeah. Right, and like the six. Five or six, she's on a six plus one because that's just what we had in the house, and she's only yeah. five, but she's doing it all right. But she's obviously making mistakes along the way. And with Lego, if you make mistakes halfway through, it doesn't work, you yes. have to yes. do it correctly. So then it's like it's very difficult because I don't because she's really happy. She's like, Look what I've done, dad. But part of me's going, It's not, it's not, it's not stable, it's not good, it's, it's gonna crumble. You, you're, you're doing a Cinderella carriage as soon as one wheel, the wheels aren't in, the wheels are not connected. So, but you can't say that. So yeah. it's like what I was doing was when she was going to bed, I was redoing bits so that oh, she that's felt good like parenting. Well, I don't know because I don't want to have false belief that she's a great builder. Yes, Do you know what yeah. I mean, you'll regret like, this. Balanced. You'll regret this when she gets her first building contract. <laughs> Yeah, and I have to like sneak into a building site at 3am to redo some pointing. <laughs> but I just thought, I really wanted to get into it. Lego's so good yeah. for kids, like problem solving and stuff. But I thought, let's just, if it's her first one, if I do that. And, I, and then today, that's why she was like, it's not working. So I went, oh no, we need to redo some bits. So I redid some bits that are a bit trickier and then gave it back to her to do like the last 10 steps. Yeah. Then she could do it. So I don't, But I don't know whether... Doing it for them when they're in bed's a good idea or not, but then you don't. No, realize, it's, it's no good, look at it. That is not the right. Sh- it's, it's two bubbles, not one bubble. Come on, you know you don't yeah, want to be like, yeah, yeah. you know, like a mad Jackson Five dad or one, you know, <laughs> the Williams sisters dad no, who's no, just got no, them you... training every day on Lego. But um, yeah, so I was I was redoing a Cinderella wheel. I think you've done the right thing. Yeah, the, that's what I was talking about. When we went to our friends on the Saturday, and we weren't planning yeah. to stay over. Anyway, so we stayed over, right? And what we did was they had two spare rooms. So I took the three-year-old and Lou had the five-year-old in a, in a bed, right? So yeah. that we were in separate rooms, was in charge of one each. And we weren't battered. We'd had a few drinks and yeah. just too many to drive home. And then in the night, <laughs> the five-year-old was sick all over the bed. She has not been sick in the night 
probably I can't remember, two years, like two oh years, and God. that was like a bug. She was sick all over the oh bed, right? God. And then poor Lou was up for two hours with her because I was in another room, like out of it. And you know, you cut only two people, just she dealt with it oh, up for two hours. Had to bath her, strip the bed, and put it all in the washing machine in the middle oh of the night. My and God. you know that our friends had dogs, and they were like, "What's going on?" Not why. And she's like going into the kitchen with all the sick. Oh my covers, God! And the dogs like growling at her. And she's like, "No, I'm not an intruder. I was here earlier." You know, like talking to a dog. And she's doing that on that kind of mid midnight hangover you get. Yeah. So she's had a couple of drinks as well. So it's all a bit, you know, a bit, a bit of oh a fuzzy my head. My God. And then she, but then because I was half asleep, and I it takes me ages to wake up. She come and told me, and she went, "Rob, you've been sick, and I've bathed her up." put all the stuff where I was like, right. And she went, yeah. And I went, okay. And then she went, I don't know what I'm telling you. And I went, I don't know either. And she went, I went, what do you want me to do? She went, I, I just, I don't, I didn't want her to be sick. And I was like, well, I can't change it now. Cause she's like worried about telling them in the morning. <laughs> so is she ill or is it just a random sick? Well, so basically what happened was the, our friends are very generous and got all the kids lots of sweets. They had probably too many Percy pigs. Right. And on top of that, the five-year-old, they've got a fridge that you put the, the cup under and the water comes out. Yeah. You know, them like yeah. built-in yeah. water things. And she found out how that worked and has never been more excited in my life. And I reckon she drank probably three or four gallons of water. Right. Just because she kept, it was a hot yeah. day as well, so she kept doing it. So I think she had too many sweets, too much excitement, too much water. And because she was fine. And as soon as she woke up the next day, she was hungry and ate a load of breakfast. Yeah. But she was just, oh, it was awful. Poor Lou. Oh, right. But I was like, what a roll of the dice. Because it would have been me. <laughs> if, I'd, if I'd taken the five-year-old and she took the three-year-old. Oh, my word. This is your Starbucks. That is that was my Starbucks because that's happened before. That's been before. Oh, did I ever tell you the time that um, one of them choked on a penny? No. So I told you the time one swallowed a penny and it was in her stomach and yeah. we did the metal detector on it. Did yeah, I tell yeah, you that yeah, in the yeah, summer? Yeah. yeah. And then before that, one of them that I found like twenty p and was playing with it and it was really stressful and I'd been working loads and Lou was going out for her first night out in ages. This was about two or three years ago and then I heard like this weird like choking. Like, oh my Ugh. God. Ugh. I was like, oh, what's going on? Ugh. And then I just got all of bed and then the, the four year old at the time like, I'd, was, I was playing with a coin in her mouth and, and swallowed oh my it. God. And then she was like being sick and then she like was sick on the floor and there was this big pile of sick and a twenty p in it. Oh my it was awful. god. Oh, it was oh so awful. God. And then I said, did you have that coin in your mouth? And she went, no. And I was like, it's literally in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it was wrong. awful. But yeah, it was. But poor Lou had to deal with it, really. So Lou and Rose have really taken some yeah. some bullets today. Talking of the mental load, job, apparently we don't really understand what the mental load is. Oh, we've got. Do you want an email on that to set up what we don't understand? Let's, so we mentioned the mental load, and basically the mental load is. In our, in our opinion, is, is the division of duties, but not just visible ones like the bins, also invisible ones like when, you know, the kids need their vaccinations or when all, all different things that aren't sort of day to day. So here's some examples from Sarah Steger. Yes. Okay. Whose birthdays are coming up? Have your RSVP to the party? Who will sort yeah. cards gifts? After washing, who folds the clothes and who puts them away? I do my own, actually. Um... Who weeds out clothes and toys your kids don't use anymore? That is a sh- shocker of a job, that one. Where do things those things go next? Uh, wall outside the house. Who packs the baby bag? Who packs, unpacks children's bags yeah. on holiday? Do you have enough milk and bread right now? Do you, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yes, we do, actually. Yeah. 
Well, the thing, et cetera, so, et cetera, et cetera. Exa- so can I say my, my point on the mental load? Okay. Yes. Right? I totally accept. I think in our relationship, mine and Lou, we're very happy with the, the setup of it and how it works. I think the mental load is more of an issue when the two parents are working full time yes. because there isn't an obvious person that's around more, yes. whether it be the man or the woman in the, or yes. whoever it is in the relationship. Um, and so it falls on them more because they're at home or whatever. So what I'd say about the mental load is, there's definitely things like that. Oh, it's so-and-so's birthday coming up, right? But it'll be like, just because, like, say it's a great aunt's birthday that, you know, me and Lou both hate. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, we got to get her a card. I'm just like, we both, ha- like, I wouldn't get her a card, no. but Lou would. And that's not me ducking out the mental load. That yeah. is my, that's I personally policy. don't want, personally, I don't want to buy that person a card. So I'm not ducking out the duty. I don't want to be doing it. So I do think sometimes the mental load, some people will put more importance on things totally. than others. So, and if that, and if you don't agree on that, for some people, that's not part of their mental load. I would say my mental load is completely, probably, you know, badly in a way, free of other people's birthdays. I've just made the decision, Rob, as an adult, I've got too much on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that they're cut out. That is done. I, something had to go. And yes. it was it was the remembering the birthdays of children of friends. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Well, that's the thing. The problem is sometimes Lou will do more of the mental load yeah. because she's a nicer person than me and cares about what people think of her. Yeah. Where I, I'm happy for people not to like me to start some sort of semi-cull. <laughs> so if I'm not pulling my weight in the mental load, I'm actually working on a bigger operation called, you know, trim the herd. <laughs> Let's get those people out of our life. And if me not sending their kid a birthday card means I'm all out of their life, I'm all for that. Um, but I do, I do accept the point where I think sometimes the stereotypes mean that I think there's a lot of heterosexual men that don't really think about all that kind yes. of stuff. But then the one flip side of that is some of the stuff doesn't need to be worried about, Yeah, I think. And I'll probably get told off for this by the mental load lobbyists. I would say, though, I've got a lot, I've, I've got a, I've got a lot of needless mental load that I've created yes. myself for myself. Well, I think anxiety can feed into your mental load because your mental load, we need to do this because that's the right thing to do, or we need to do this because that's what we have to do to be good parents or good yeah. partners and stuff. But sometimes that is true and it needs to Wh- happen. Which but person sometimes in the house you're... is worrying, Rob, about yeah. whether their book will sell more than one called Anglo-Saxons. Exactly. And just because Rose isn't on board with you there, yeah. that doesn't mean she's not sharing the mental load. It, it means you're inventing stuff <laughs> to make your mental load exceed the capacity of your mind. <laughs> I must sell more than the Anglo-Saxons. You know, okay. Um, but um, I, I think the best thing, I think, is just honesty with your partner and go, this is fucking me off. Let's share it out. Yeah. And if you don't, you better just be upfront with each other. And I will tell Lou and Lou will tell me, I think. Well, um, I gave a very wise bit of advice by my dad about the £1,000 you lose to idiocy last week. Yes. And I remember his mum, God rest her soul, she had a heavy mental load. <laughs> she had a lot of worrying. She was like one of those bright purple men on World's Strongest Man carrying a, a Roman ball. Do you know those people? <laughs> When they're, when they're tensing. Yeah, when they're tensing. That was her with mental load. Doing the Atlas Stones. She was doing, she was doing the fucking Atlas Stones with mental load. <laughs> My dad would always quote her as saying, she said, well, someone's got to do the worrying. And he'd... And he'd <laughs> oh, what's bleak? Yeah, and he'd always say, to not to her face, but he, he'd use that as an example of how you really shouldn't live your life. 
Yeah, someone's got to do the worrying. Yeah, you just take too much on yourself. But I think yeah. I think there's, there's there's two angles here, Josh. One, talk to your partner to make sure yeah. everyone's being honest and upfront, and you can say if you think you're doing too much and stuff. And obviously, it's up to them to sort of be accept, be aware of that, so you don't have to tell them. But also, secondly, just I'd get, go through your mental load and double check yeah. if there could be a birthday, you could just cross off yeah get rid of some of the birthdays you don't you don't need if lockdown's taught me a lot of things you don't need loads of mates you don't you don't don't. exactly (laughs) write them off get your child to throw up in their bed that kind of thing i genuinely think i could become half hermit do you do you think you'd enjoy that i've got this outlet i just shout in here all the time and that's enough really yeah and also the good thing is at a pub you have to let other people speak don't you but with us we just sort of it's why we take turns exactly do you know what rob what this yeah. this podcast has really done for me is when I'm stuck in traffic, it does make me go, thank God this is now my job. Because if I was doing this and not talking about it on a podcast, I do not know how I would deal with this. <laughs> um, what I was going to say as well, John, we've had uh, uh, the tongue tie thing. Does tongue, tongue tie stop breastfeeding then? Is that what? The argument is, or it doesn't help. It doesn't. Yeah, it means well. It can mean various different things, like, but it makes it difficult for the child to breastfeed. Breastfeed, because um, I've been I've been sent reams and reams of information about how great breastfeeding is, and I agree, it is great. But all I'm saying is, everyone's a grown up and allowed to do what they want to do agree. and don't judge them. And they've all been well informed and let people do it. I won't judge you for what you do. Don't judge me. And it worked for us. And the Tommy Tippy machine literally saved our marriage. So. <laughs> All I'm saying is we went that route and did some bottle feeding and the Tommy Tippy machine helped. If anyone's listening to this, because they were going, oh, you do a parenting podcast, people take what you say seriously. More for them. Do not take advice from me on breastfeeding or bottle feeding. All I can do is tell you what we did. I'm not giving advice. You're not giving advice, are you? I would say if I've learned anything from this podcast, it is don't live your lives like us. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And if you think that I'm a, with some sort of guru, you're fucking mental. And, that, and this podcast is the least of your worries. Who else are you going to be listening to? Yeah. Who else are you going to your advice for? Do you know what I mean? Can I start this new feature? Yeah. Called Am I Being a Karen? Okay, yes. Because, you know, I think sometimes the Karen is the Karen is a sort of, normally it's a middle-aged woman, isn't it? Uh, that's sort of quite... Yeah, well, if you were to give a definition of what a Karen is, what would you say a Karen is? So a Karen is that sort of like sort of short but permed haired for fifty year old woman that's sort of got a bit of money and there isn't much. She hasn't got many problems in her life because it's all going quite well. That a little thing that no one really should care about makes them kick off. Like if you park in front of the house slide yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean something like that? And then they have to speak to a manager and it's all quite privileged and all that and it's sort of like a big caricature of that kind of person right so an alan partridge for women almost isn't it really and but also being a karen now i think any gender can be a karen if you're being a bit moany or being a bit oh i don't think that's right okay so this is the feature am i being a karen because sometimes things cross my mind and i go am i right to be annoyed by that or am i being over the top so am i being a karen i think it's a pretty good yes um, yes good uh, new feature right so there's this on my walk to school there's this lady that has a big sort of like bike with a massive box on the front of it that you can get like four kids in with helmets and like seat belts and it's a bit like a swedish or scandinavian big yeah. bike right yeah. to transport kids so it's huge this thing it's probably about as wide as like probably wider than a motorbike right yeah. because it comes out the front um it's like having a sidecar on the front of this bike yeah so she takes her kids to nursery with her kids strapped in it with a helmet all good but on the pavement 
Oh, so right. And she's going slow, to be fair, and very steady. And she rings her bell and people get out of her way. But she takes over the whole pavement, right? And there's, it's a very busy bit of road because a bit of busy pavement because people are coming and going from the school all the time because there's a nursery and a school. And she's lovely and she's very smiley and people sort of smile back. She goes, ring, ring, excuse me, please. And I'm just like, you've got to be on the road, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to be on the... Bikes on the pavement. Uh, I, I didn't care as much when I wasn't have it, didn't have a three-year-old that could... You know, you feel like the pavement is your safe place for your child. Yes. Um, do you have people on electric scooters on the pavement, Rob? Um, no, not really. They've been on the road, but there's not as many round here as there are in uh, Yeah, they are all over the pavement around me. No, it, that's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's got an engine. But I don't, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think you're being a Karen, Rob. No, I, but I just think it's a bit, but I, but I think maybe mention it to her because it doesn't really impact oh, me. I don't even walk that, on that Rob. side of the road. It's difficult. But I'm just like, mention. get on the road, you lunatic. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be going down the pavement in a juggernaut. No, no it's huge. It's, it's, it's like a sofa on the front of a bike. <laughs> That sounds she lovely. Could do, in London, she could do tuck tuck rides. It sounds like something Mr. Bean would uh, drive. <laughs> Exactly, with his bear in it, with a helmet <laughs> on. And he's just like, smiling along. But anyway, if you've got any more Am I Being a Karens, yeah. let us know and we'll... Because, we'll you judge. know, I'm not a bad person. I'm quite no. a chilled out guy. But some things you think, oh, am I being am, am I being a bit of a Karen there? But So I'm not being a Karen, that's fair. But maybe mention it to a Wood Rover step the mark. Because yes. it doesn't actually impact my life. No, and it's difficult to mention, isn't it? It's well, it's just going too quick. Exactly, exactly. you're too busy diving into the hedge. <laughs> Um, what was what's your email, Josh? I love this one. Hello, Rob and Josh. I need help. I'm a new first-time dad of identical triplet girls. Oh, boy. Can you imagine? Oh, what would you do? I'd, I'd nail varnish to differentiate which one's which? Well, you've got to work out what's been, here which we go. one's been The fed. lack of sleep isn't my worst for, flaw. I feel terrible as I cannot tell them apart. <sighs> my wife can. Her mom can, my stepdaughter, the midwife, even my sister who lives in Australia and has only seen them on FaceTime. <laughs> that's a killer. That one's an absolute, that's a real boot in, isn't it? Yeah. The others, you could, yeah, okay, so he can't. Has he told his wait, family wait, this? Yeah, yeah. Wait for this. I secretly put their name with what I thought was washable marker on their feet. This did not go down well. I was told that they aren't animals that need to be tagged. <laughs> Worse, it then transpired that it was permanent marker. Oh, he sharpied them. He's sharpied them. He's autographed his kids. <laughs> it's like a Toy Story, like Andy on the foot. <laughs> I feel terrible. I cannot tell which baby's which. So when I'm told Fleur has been winded and fed and it's Willow and Ruby's turn, it's a true guessing game. Any ideas? I feel like the world's worst dad. Fleur, Dom. Willow and Ruby, they're beautiful names. Yeah. The three of them, it sounds like gifts, isn't it, from the three wise men? <laughs> isn't it? Visiting Jesus with Fleur, Ruby and Willow. My friend growing up, his mum had um, some more kids. He had twin boys. And what they used to do was a little bit of nail varnish, different colours on each one of their nails. That's true. So a little blue one and a pink one and they could differentiate which one was which. that's good. Mainly through the middle of the night when you're tired and they need feeding. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the feeding with three triplets? Oh, my God. Can I tell you about someone who grew up in a very rural school, Rob? Which yes, please. I love these ones. Yeah, these are we're a big fan of these. On the topic of rural schooling, um, my sister and I went to primary school in a nearby village. Our school didn't have a kitchen for hot lunches. So each day of the week, a different class would walk in a line to the village pub and have a pub lunch. <laughs> Parents would place orders in advance and included all the pub classics like 
pies and fish and chips. And we would all sit next to the local old men who were drinking in the day while we ate. <laughs> Thanks for the great podcast, Alice. Was that every day? No, it said, she says a different class every day. So I, I don't know what they were doing for the other four days of the week. Presumably you were on packed four days of the week and then each class yeah. got the treat of going to the pub once a week. That feels like a bit of insider trading from the pub, doesn't it? Yeah, it does feel like... Imagine, if, imagine Rob, you're going through a messy breakup and you think, I'm just going to go for a drink at lunchtime today. Drown my sorrows. You sit down in the pub with your pint and then 10 children walk in to eat their oh, lunch. God. Or imagine it was you in Starbucks. You had oh, your 10 minutes God. of quiet. My 10 minutes of Starbucks. Are you doing going to do any baby classes, Josh? Um, Maybe. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. To be honest, I can't imagine getting beyond this period, which is every two-hour wake-up at the oh moment. Oh, God. When does this bit end? I think it's ages. Oh, gee, no. I think it's months. No, it's not. But then if you get a bad sleeper, they're, they're just like that for about eight years. Yeah, I know. Mine are, mine are sleeping through the night now. Like, they have done for a little while because they're five and three. When will I get to four hours? I think... To get to like an eight hour, like an eight, you know, like you know, eight, you, you may not get eight hours sleep because you don't go to sleep as soon as they yeah. go to sleep. But if you go to bed about 10, 11 ish, and they, they wake up at six or seven, yeah, I think you're looking at two more years until that point. No, I think so. No, so, so you'll have a two year old no, and a six year old. This is not, you're, you're absolutely playing. I'm not, with me. no, for a proper, because I've only just started doing that now where I put them down. No, no, probably maybe last six months to a year because she's three. And our youngest, it's about, yeah, about two to three years. We can put them down and be loud and not worrying about, shh, wake the baby. And then we'll go to sleep and get a good unbroken six, seven hours or whatever. What, what about? All right. Yeah. I'm going to set my sights lower. Four hours in a, in a chunk. I reckon you're looking at probably four to six months old. No. Really? Well, how old's your baby now? Three weeks. I feel like we're in prison and you've not accepted the fact you've got a six-year stretch. <laughs> And you're like, no, probably surely the parole. There'll be some sort of, you know, don't don't politicians sometimes Can release I not people? appeal against this, Rob? <laughs> um, have you got any uh, more emails or anything, Josh? No, you go, go for it. Uh, did I? Hi, guys. Just watching Sunday Brunch on Channel 4. Tom Allen is on and chatting about his lack of furniture and his weight for sofas. It was suggested that he should get a chaise lounge, to which he agreed and then said, where would I get a chaise lounge? I immediately thought of Josh, Rose and their cot-filled bedroom. You need to hook them up, Rob. Oh. Love, love, love. The podcast from Lisa. Yeah, Tom Allen's got no furniture in his house. Oh, well, That's you what can have the chaise if he wants it. He'd yeah. absolutely fucking love it. Text him and sell it to him. Yeah, I will. You can, he's, he's really polite. You could sell him anything. It, it will just do yeah. it out of politeness. He's, if he he's want absolutely it. effing loaded, Rob. <laughs> and he's got nothing to... He's, he's got nothing to spend his money on. Hey, I went round his house and his options were go to sleep or stand up. That is his furniture situation. <laughs> Hi, Rob and Josh. Firstly, love the podcast. Um, it's definitely helped me through a tough year. This one's from LJ. In regards to Josh requesting help with winding, you said you're struggling to wind. You're a three-week-old. Mm. I'm shocked he's still struggling as a stiff neck is key. Keeping the baby's neck back straight and elevated, I've always found helpful. I love this is what a nice person does. You con- you have to constantly quantify it by going, in my experience, because yeah. everyone's yeah. got an opinion on parenting, but I like the way LJ's done that. Um, I've always found it helpful, so keep the neck and back straight and elevated. 
also a lot of time and persistence. My daughter, now 11, was an absolute nightmare to win. And we had to sit with her on our knee, which was raised up, have a hand holding her head up and arms slightly raising it at the same time. A ball late to say the least. So it was the, on the knee, slightly raised, arm up and head up. So it, I feel it feels like it's almost like picking a lock, Josh. You've just got to work out what works for you. But you, keeping you the neck and back straight. You're intentionally twisting the knife on the guy that couldn't pick my lock there, Rob. Yeah, the man that broke into your house and charged you 300 quid. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool, cool. The man that broke your door and charged you 300 quid to fix it. Unbelievable. Still <laughs> like, you livid. Know, <laughs> Still livid. Still livid. It's all right, mate. Just it's part of the idiot tax. Part of the idiot tax. There we go. Right. Um, we got small business. So we are doing the small business shout outs. Um, feel free to send your suggestions in to hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk and we'll read you out. Um, so this one is, hi guys, I love the podcast and I've listened to every single episode. It's the only podcast I listen to and I'm hooked. Please could you give my small business or rather charity a big shout out. Embracing Arts is a theatre company that is dedicated to creating work for children with special educational needs and or life limiting conditions. We believe that every child should be able to enjoy the magic of theatre and have created a range of theatrical experiences that can be brought to them wherever they are. Over lockdown, we have expanded our work and are offering parties and school workshops for children with complex needs or life-limiting conditions. We hope we'll be able to visit in person very soon. At the moment, we are operating over Zoom, so please book a sensory party adventure with us and let us spread some joy and happiness for our very unique and diverse audiences. Please look at our website for more information, www.embracingarts.org.uk. Many thanks from Claire. There you go. That's a, yeah, because that's it's hard, isn't it, booking kids' parties? And I imagine as well, if your kids do have special educational needs or different conditions, that's great. Yeah, that looks lovely. That's well very, very, very positive. And that's embracingarts.org.uk. Embracingarts.org.uk. Hi, Rob and Josh. Love the podcast. I run a small business selling kids' vintage clothing. Uh, I source kids' vintage clothing, so dead stock, never worn, from the 1930s to the 1980s Ooh. for both boys and girls. I think Rose would absolutely oh be all over this. Your kids are going to look like little ghosts. Yes. I I would love to dress. I mean, if you got some 80s kids clothes now, they would absolutely go down a storm. Uh, oh, no, no, was it 1980s? Yeah. Sorry, I misheard that as 1880s. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> But like, I was thinking like, like little Victorians oh, on the little Tom Allens. Little Tom oh, Allens. I, I misheard you. No, 1930s to 1980s. Oh, I'd love them like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle tops yeah. and stuff. Uh, littlelegsvintage.com. www.littlelegsvintage.com. Instagram, littlelegsvintage. That is from Lucy. I am going to go and have a look at that. If you've got a small business you want us to shout out, hello at um, lockdownparenting.com. Um, wicked. Okay, well, there's a small business shout out. Josh, good luck this week. Well done. That was a stressful, busy week for you. Yes. I hope it gets a bit calmer, and it will. You'll get some sleep soon. Yeah. In Have you got years. a way? Are you going away with work at any point that you can <laughs> sleep? I've got a gig in Bristol on Wednesday. And... So you staying over in Bristol? No. Oh, because so I've got last leg the next day. So. Um... Oh yeah, we're doing last leg on Friday. Oh, yeah, aren't we, we are. together. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about that on Friday morning's episode. Let's do it. All right. See you then. Bye. Right. 